This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1 800 Gambler. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. Hello, everyone. It's me, Nigel Seeley. Welcome on back to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, the tennis betting podcast. Looking at ATP Tour with my good friend and senior ATP Tour handicapper for Because We Win. It's Sean Calvert. Sean, good morning to you. Yesterday, you were you were fully you were you were, you were, you were glorious. You had a good day. Your tooth by my done. standards, you were, yeah, yeah. You were feeling very good. You, <laughs> now you've got a new computer. You're looking a lot I more have. clear on the on the camera. But you know that's it, not it, necessarily a good thing, by the way. More more detail on me. That's 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 questionable. That's why I haven't upgraded this computer for me. Um, but you know, you 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 said to me before you you're back in you're not feeling too good again. You, you nah. a bit of food poisoning. You're not happy. I don't, I don't know if it's food poisoning, but yeah, the old uh, the old digestive system isn't a hundred percent today. But um, there we are. We didn't have a great day yesterday either, did we? So um, that's it, though, isn't it? That's the ups and downs of life in 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 what we do, unfortunately. Yeah, I mean, we're coming to the tennis in a minute, just making sure you're all right. You know, I'm I mean, fine. I, I, yeah, I, I, yeah. I thought it was a bit weird that you were quite happy yesterday, and then all of a sudden you, you a come bit back weird. To... I'm, I'm always like, happy, happy all the time. Was, well, that's, that's debatable. To be fair, I mean, you do you, you like to have a moan, you know, you like to have a little moan. That that is true. That is true. But it doesn't mean I'm not happy. I'm, no, I'm I generally at my happiest when I'm moaning about stuff. To be honest, that's, oh, that's well, that's nice. That's yeah. not in a way that's nice, isn't it? Well, a moan got a lot to moan about. I should, I should, I should say, not particularly today, but you know, in general. But anyway, let, let's, do, let's do, do you like do you make a lot of complaints? Do you, do you go on TripAdvisor and stuff like that and make complaints about things if you have bad service? You weren't one of them kind of guys, uh, or not really. Funnily enough, I got contacted by the um, you know the fridge company that sent me that oh, black yeah. fridge instead of the oh. white. They keep sending me these emails going, please leave a review and. <laughs> I emailed them back saying, "Do you really want me to leave a review? Because that's that's not going to end well for you guys." So, um, but generally, I don't. I, I can't be bothered most of the time to kind of get, like spend like an hour writing a trip advisor review. I, I, I don't normally bother with that. No, I just My come fault. on here and talk to you a lot about it. That's that's yeah. it. Get it, get off your chest. Yeah, we're, we're like therapy for you, aren't we? As well, you yeah. So it could be described yeah. as that. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, well, it's therapy for some people. My my father's <laughs> a big trip advisor man. And uh, you know, he, oh yeah, he's really he's, he reviews everything. Like literally every single restaurant he goes to, he does a trip advisor. I think it's no great followers. That do that. Nobody follows him. Like he is like my sister. I think follows him. He has one follower, which is my sister. And but he'll probably has, has put about a thousand view, reviews and stuff. That's and good. When he when he's I like not people happy, that do that. But but he doesn't. No one follows him. So nobody it doesn't like, matter, does it? Because if you if you go to that if you're looking to go to that restaurant and you, you look at the TripAdvisor review, it doesn't you know you you would see your dad's comments or whatever. It, it doesn't matter who follows him; you'd still you know see what he's got to say. But he, I like it. Of... I'm just too lazy to do it. I, if I if I got into it and I've because you know the old people that you know God bless them they don't have a lot to do do they with their no, time. No. They have a bit more time on their hands to do that sort of stuff. Obviously, I've got you know a lot going on. And I, I haven't really got time, but I think it's great that people do it because mm. you know then you can avoid some of these questionable businesses that uh that are around he's one of these guys he always caps up things when he's when he's angry the food was terrible <laughs> like the from service was awful like big caps like you from know, an editorial like... point of view i don't like that but 
from a from a helpfulness point of view, I do because it that's showing you how angry he actually is. You know, you're capping things up. That's that's some anger going on there. But he also caps up things when he's happy. So he says, like, the food was fantastic. Oh, that's, that's just as good. So just, you, know, you know how he's feeling. That's that's what you want. Good, tell him, yeah. Mr. Seeley, thank you and carry on doing no, it. No, I, 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 can't, I can't bear to read any more of his reviews. Anyway, um, he hasn't <laughs> given a review on this. Game bet match. And I want people to give interested. a review on this. Nobody gives a, give us a nice review on it. We need a nice review on it. Anyway, let's talk about does he do? Does he do bet in your dad, actually? He was a bookie. I mean, now, you know, now, I suppose. He, to... works at, he works at the racetrack, but he's, he's one of them old boys who sort of tells you where the toilets are and where to go for the nearest exit. He's, he's, he, want, he wants to go to the racetrack because he wants the buzz of it, but he's too old to, to do the book, but he still wants to see his friends. So he just... I mean, down. casual betting and that, does he Does he no, bet? He's never been a better. He's Sports. never been a, never been a better. He's no. always been... Okay. He's, always he's probably never seen book. the show then, has he? <laughs> nah, no. Nah. He, he, he's, he's an absolute stalker of me on, on Google. He's Google every time I get a set of computer, computers, always googling me and stuff like that. But he wouldn't sit down for forty minutes because he's got he's got to do, do a trip. He's got to do a TripAdvisor review, isn't he? Yeah, he hasn't got the time to watch, he hasn't got the time to watch this. Uh, anyway, that's enough of our TripAdvisor reviews. And uh, I don't even know my dad's DWC. I think find him. Give him a follow because he's not. No, I will. I might him. become his second follower. Find him. I've I've given up looking at him. But anyway, um, the tennis last night. Um, as you said, yes. touch on there. We, and we were talking over that with the, with the with the TripAdvisor stuff because we didn't. We were talking about the tennis. It wasn't <laughs> a good night, obviously. Uh, Purcell, that huge gamble continued. You know, we went from minus one hundred five down to minus one forty two uh, pre match, but he got. Beaten and he got beaten fairly comfortably by Tara Daniel. Yeah, it was the head a poor to head. Yeah, the head to head obviously was was warranted there. And then, and then as well as that performance, uh, Chevchenko. We said there was might be a little bit of fatigue, and it, and it looked that way. He, you know, back from twenty eight to one to eight. That was the problem, wasn't it? Yeah, he, he it was a bit self inflicted really with Chevchenko. He, he should have won that match easier. He had a break point in the final set against Echeverry to to lead five one, and then he would have just served it out and. But he he didn't take it and it ended up going seven five. I think that extra sort of half hour, forty minutes, whatever it was, it, it I think it's it just put him over the top. But we'll talk about O'Connell in a minute because he's playing great. Yeah, we talk about O'Connell. We talk about the eight remaining players in Adelaide. We said it was a tough tournament to call at the beginning of the tournament. Now we're down to the last eight. It's equally tough. I mean, it's very very hard. It's very competitive. If you head to the Bet Rivers website, uh, you'll see the outright markets. I'll give you the draw, the top half of the draw. Tommy Paul plays J Draper, uh, Jack Draper, the qualifier, the Brit. Uh, and then you have in the second quarter, Mozetti plays Bublik, though Connell plays Corder, Leheka plays Jarry. So that is the quarterfinal lineup. The outright market as we stand now, Tommy Paul is plus 335, the number one seed, the American. Sebastian Corder, another American, he's $4. Jack Draper, the Brit, plus 450. Alexander Bublik, 650. Jerry, 7 to 1. Mazzetti, 8 to 1. Leheka, 8 to 1. And Christopher O'Connell, 11 to 1. Very, very competitive, Sean, isn't it? I mean, find it hard to call the winner at the beginning. I still can't call the winner down to the last eight. Yeah, it's difficult, isn't it? I've just taken the draws actually off my. Off my new fr my new fridge, which is which is Lovely. just to the left of me now, so I've got that's that's a bit new storage space now as well, so I can put my so drawers. You've got, got a magnet on it. You got the magnet on the drawers. A magnet. Yeah, I've got a, I've got a bottle opener on. Now it's just oh, it's no. like a little extra bit of storage space for me down here. I think I'm going to buy you a fridge magnet from everywhere I go and send it to you. I've still got the bag for your boy, by the way. I still I forgot that the other day. I've got it for the England when I met the England team. Oh yeah, you're going to send me that. Yeah, I, I'll send it to you. I just forgot over Christmas, but I'll make sure I'll send it. I'll send some fr fridge magnets in there as well from various different spots. Yeah, that'll be good, the yeah. I can put them on there. Um, yeah, we can do that got, if you want. So you got the draw there? Yeah, I have now. Yeah, sorry, it was on top of my fridge. Um, yeah, I mean, if it's hard, isn't it? It's, it's no easier than it was at, at the start. I mean, Paul Draper, we'll talk about that in a minute. 
yeah, I would say all four of these matches, the quarterfinal matches, they could go either way conceivably, couldn't they? You wouldn't look at any of the four favourites in Adelaide in the quarterfinals and think they're a lock. No. I, I wouldn't anyway. I don't know whether you would, but... No. So, I mean, from, from an outright perspective, we're no, we're, no, we're no clearer now than we were when we started. So, yeah, it's, it's not something that I wish, I would like to get involved in from an outright betting perspective, to be honest. There's two Americans at the top of the market, plus 335 and $4. And we've got an American as well at the top of uh, the market in Auckland, which we'll come on to in a minute. Um, I wanted yeah. Bet Rivers to do, to do a market. I'm going to ask him again. I think the, market, the top American player, men's, at the end of the year is a really interesting market. Who will be the top number one American at the end of the year? Shelton, there's plenty of options. Yeah, yeah. Shelton, Fritz, TFO, Tommy Paul, Sebastian Corda. You know, there's, it's, I think it's a really competitive market, that. I think it is. It's not a market I've I've ever seen on the Bet Rivers website, to be honest, but I, I would imagine it would be it would be extra, as difficult to call that as it is to call this Adelaide mm. draw. Yeah. They're all doing well, and I think it's going to be very competitive. Go down to the wire. If I was going to have a bet, I think Ben Chilt would be my favourite, but uh, we'll come on to that a little bit later. It's good uh, for American tennis, though, isn't it? Because, it, let, yeah. let's be honest, they haven't had a... A slam winner in a very, very long time. Not since Roddick, I don't think. On, on no, well, they've obviously, on the women's side, they're doing well with Pekita and, and Goff sensation there. So it's all good for women, women's tennis and men's tennis in America. Um, will it continue? That's the problem. Let's go to Adelaide, where we've got the first match, and it's Sebastian Corda. This match starts at 7.30pm. All these matches are today. Uh, we're filming this on Wednesday afternoon. So these are Wednesday evening, uh, Eastern time. 7.30 is the time you want to be heading to Bet Rivers for Sebastian Corder and Christopher O'Connell. Remember, if you do place a bet on this match, you'll be able to live stream the match on your preferred tablet, your, your mobile phone or your computer, whichever one you'll be using accessible to watch this match. Okay, Corder uh, here is minus 275. Christopher O'Connell, you said he's in good form. He's an overwhelming underdog here, minus 275. The spread is three and a half, minus 107. Corder giving up three and a half. Plus 107 is the price for, uh, sorry, minus 118, plus three and a half is for O'Connell. And the total here is 22 and a half. If you look at the head-to-head, -head, they've met twice before. A long time ago, though, uh, both back in 2020 in Challenger events. Corder won very, very easy in Indian Wells in a Challenger. And Drummondville is where O'Connell won again. Relatively easy in straight sets, so we, we can really dismiss the uh, the heads the heads to heads there. We can only look at the form in the last couple of weeks. Hanferman obviously beat uh, Corder in Adelaide. O'Connell has done really well here. Uh, beat Rintikanec, beat Chevchenko. Didn't do so well in Brisbane, losing the first round to Popperin, but he did push him uh, all it was the unlucky, way. Lucky that um, was, yeah. yeah. Should have won that really. What, what, what do you think of this one? I think he's been playing great, O'Connell. Uh, unfortunately for me, because he obviously beat Shevchenko. I think over games looks the play in this one. Um, Corder's just, you know, he struggled to break serve in recent times. 11 of his last 17 matches that he's played since the US Open have gone to at least 22 and a half total games. And two of the six that didn't went to 22 total games. So he's got a very, very strong trend of late of going overs. Uh, and you can see why he's only broken serve 17% of the time in those 17 matches and he's held 87% of the time. So his profile at the moment is is of a, a guy that's holding pretty easily, but not breaking serve often enough. And O'Connell is 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 playing great so far this season. I know he's only played three three matches, but he's held serve ninety two percent of the time, winning eighty percent of first serve points won, and that's that's some very very impressive serving indeed by anybody's standards. Um, so you know if he keeps that up, you would expect Corder to have to go long again. Um, also, this is scheduled at. I think it's 11 a.m. local time 
in Adelaide. So conditions should be at the quickest. It's not it's not a night match where, you know, some of the players have been complaining about the balls flopping up and it's slow and a bit more bit more humid. So they should have the daytime sunshine. So I like the over twenty two and a half total games here. It's minus one oh four with Bet Rivers. Yep, the uh, minus one oh four over twenty two and a half total games called it against O'Connell. Will that be going down as an official pick or is that a lean? Yeah, I'll take that as the official pick, yeah. Official pick, quarter O'Connell. First bet, didn't have to wait long. Head to the Bet Rivers website, 7.30 p.m. This will drop. You'll have about four or five hours to be able to get your bets on and head across there to place that money on the over 22 and a half. Remember, Bet Rivers have 32 different markets available on this match. And if you do place a bet, you can watch and uh, the bet and live stream it uh, by just having an eligible, I think it's a $5 bet you have to have and you'll be able to watch the match uh, in its entirety. So hopefully we can cash some tickets on the first game quarter against O'Connell. And the next one is 10.30pm Eastern time. And if you think that one looks like an over game, this one here, Nicholas Jarry against Jiri Leheka. Uh, Jarry is a favourite here at minus 150. He's 3-0 this year, playing well. He's uh, Chilean, isn't he? Chilean, uh, uh, Jarry. Jarry's from Chile, yeah. yeah. Chile, yeah. Chile. I, was just, I thought I had a mind blank before. I said Chilean. I thought, is he? Yeah, he is. Uh, Chilean, Zinekis uh, Jarry, minus 150. Leheka is plus 120. The spread here is one and a half. Uh, Jarry, minus one and a half is minus 114. Leheka receiving one and a half start, minus 110. And the total, as we expect in Jarry matches, is always very high. And on this occasion, it's 23 and a half. The two have met twice before, again, in challenges. Again, Long time ago, 2021, one win apiece. Lehekel won 6-4, on clay. And in the Salzburg Challenger, Jerry won 7-6, um, we, we made a lean, didn't we, on the on the Jerry match in the last round to go over 23 and a half and, and yeah. against Arnaldi, and it, it won comfortably. But yep. 23 and a half is a dangerous number, isn't it? Because you do get the tiebreak and then the 6-4 is, is a day. You need two matches to go, or you go to three matches or a 7-6, seven, 7-5. Seven, so it is a is a tricky number to play on the overs, but it seems to be a consistent overplay when Jerry goes to the court. Yeah, he's, he's again, profile of a very, very strong server and a guy that doesn't return well enough. I, as you said yesterday, it did cash, didn't it? I said either over 23 and a half or over sets and both of those cash in what was the expected extremely tight encounter between him and Arnoldi. This one's scheduled for 2 p.m. local time as well, so it should still be the quickest part of the day as far as conditions are concerned. Um, in the last 12 months at main level on outdoor hard, Jerry's only broken serve 16% of the time. The heck is slightly better 17% of the time, but you know, these aren't great returning numbers. And if we look at Jerry, what he tends to play long opening sets. Um, set one has gone over 10 and a half games an astonishing 10 times in his last 13 matches. So huge trend there for, for Nicholas Jerry matches going overs and over over games in the first set. So I think once again, you know, I said yesterday I was I'd have been happy to play the over 23 and a half with Jerry and Arnold. I think this is a, a very, very similar match. I expect it to be similarly closely closely fought. Uh a lot of big serving, not such great return in low Jerry in the end actually managed to win that match against Arnold on his on his defensive play, which I was I was quite surprised by. In the start it went as you would expect and then it then it got got a few breaks to serve, which you, you wouldn't normally expect with Jerry, but he managed to show a different side of himself there. But I think you've got to look at either over 23 and a half or the over 10 and a half in set one in this match. That's that's where I'd be leaning with, with this one. Yeah, there is a danger at 23 and a half, though. That's my I always worry of 23 and a half. You get the seven, six, six, it's four. Yeah, it's, you just it's, need that. Once if you're 23 yeah. and a half, you've got 22 and a half, you get the seven, six. You think, okay, I've got a six, four. I've got a great chance of collecting here. But with, with 23 and a half, it's just. 
amount of times I've bet 23 and a half, it's been 7664. It's a lot of times. So a lot, I think the over. <laughs> I think the over 10 now is probably better value, yeah. yeah that would be... The, well, what price is that, Sean? I think it's about 2.63 for the top of my head. Let's have a look. So the first set over 10 and a half games is... Set one over 20, 10 and a half games. Yeah, plus 185. That does seem definitely the way than to I go. Thought, then, yeah. yeah, plus 185. I mean, a tie break in the match. We, we talked yesterday, 23 and a half was the, was the line. There was two tie breaks in the match. And the Xavi game, I said it when it's 23 and a half, you should be looking for about minus money because it reflects the 23 and a half. It's plus it was 1.8, wasn't it? Yeah, well, it, yeah, oh, it was it? minus it was minus one minus one oh five, I think it was just it was minus money or minus one one eight. Today it's plus one one five. So that might be a little bit of consideration as well. Tiebreak in the match at plus one one five. Yeah. Yeah. All those bets are, are perfectly reasonable plays. You know, Jerry he's a player that you can generally predict what he's gonna do. You know, it's, it's very few surprises, but yeah, totals, whichever way you want to play it on the on the Bet Rivers website is 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 where we'll be looking here. The totals overs for the both two matches. No official pick on the second match, Lehekering and Jerry, just the official pick on Sebastian Corda and O'Connell, which is over 22 and a half. And the final match is that night match that you uh, mentioned there. So, you know, the conditions change slightly in the evening. Uh, it's Tommy Paul, the number one seed against Jack Draper. I'm a huge Jack Draper fan. I think he's if he if he can stay fit, he's a top 20 player in the world. Uh, big stage of his career now. You know, he's coming into sort of, was he 23 years of age, big sort of time of his of his life. He needs to stay injury-free for a season and we'll see the best of him. Um, I'm not, I'm a little bit worried about the conditions. I thought it was an early match. I might have re really gone for for Draper here to win this match. But he is a minus 120 chance. Now the, minus, the sorry, plus 120 chance. Plus 120 is the best price in the land on Jack Draper with any other sports book in the world. Plus 20 is the best price. Um, and I think that's a little bit of value. I'd be interested in what you think here, Sean. He's won his opening two matches here uh, against Kekmanovic and Bayes. Uh, uh, Paul did play well last night against Bolt. But the head-to-head -head is a 1-0 win for Draper, 6-4, 6-4 in Adelaide here in this tournament in uh, Adelaide 2 last year at the round of 16. And for that match, he started as an even money shot. He's plus 120 today. I think the injury concern may be a factor there. The total here, I think if it was earlier in the day, would be a lot into that 23 and a half area. It's 22 and a half, and the over is a favorite at minus 124. Um, I give I give Draper a chance. I think I don't I get I, I would make a bold predicament here, predicament here, prediction here. Sorry, start again. Um, I'll get it right. Uh, Jack Draper will not start at 120 plus 120 at the start of this match. He will be, I think, he's ready even money at the top. Quite possible. I mean, if you're looking at this match on stats, you know, forget everything else, then you would have to make Draper favourite for me. Um, I'm quite surprised that Tommy Paul's as short as about 1.65 for this match. I, I'm not sure whether the line's moved since it, it looks to me, on the basis of what I can see on my screen here, that some firms opened up with Paul as as um, as underdog. I don't know whether the lines have moved significantly, but it's it's a difficult one, isn't it? I mean, they played last year here, as you said. Draper was marginal favourite. When, when it was priced up and won six four six four, um, These lines are because Draper's had that really tough match against, I don't know whether people saw it, but a really tough match yesterday against Kekmanovic that went on a very, very long time. And Kekmanovic should have probably won it, really. Um, ended up being a bit farcical, didn't he? He had, the, he had the referee out. He thought a net cord had gone under the net and instead of over, and he sort of refused to play for a bit, Kekmanovic. Just talking about him for a second, he he he's a player that does look like he needs some kind of psychological assistance you know that the sports therapist kind of stuff because 
you know, he's, he has got a, a very good game, but he mentally in those sort of situations, he does, he does tend to unravel. Um, I think the lines on this are just because Draper's played that really, really long game. And he's got that very storied history of, of struggling, hasn't he physically? Mm. Um, because if you look at the service points, one and return points, one tells in the last 12 months, um, it's Draper that leads it. This is on all hard courts, indoor and outdoor hard courts. Tommy Paul's total is 104. Jack Draper's 106. So slight advantage to, to Draper there. And the service hold and break total, significant advantage for Draper. Very big total for him, 114 on the, on the whole break totals. And Tommy Paul, 107. So if you're looking at pure stats, you know, I would have to agree with you that, that there is slight value potentially on, on Draper just on the numbers. Plus, you've got to bear in mind as well, Draper won 87% of his first serve points in this exact matchup on this exact court a year ago against Tommy Paul. So Paul had done nothing really on, on the Draper serve. The, the worry is fatigue, isn't it? Tommy Paul won in, in just over an hour, an hour and nine minutes, I think it was yesterday, uh, more comfortably than I would have expected actually against Alex Bolt in what was an impressive opening uh, match for him. But the night conditions, as you said, a bit more humid, harder to get that ball uh, firing through the court uh, at night. That's what would put me off Draper. But statistically, I, I couldn't argue with anyone that wants to back Jack Draper's dog here. Yeah, plus 120 is the price. And I am certain, predicament, predicative, because it would I'm actually, I'm, I'm certain, change the word to certain, that Jack Draper will start a lot lower in the betting than the current plus 120. Um, so just the lean towards Draper there, no official pick, just one pick in Adelaide, and that's Sebastian Corda O'Connor Overs. Yeah, I would back Draper if I wasn't worried about A, the conditions at night, and B, the fact that he had a very, very long match yesterday. How long was that? In fact, it was three hours, wasn't it? Let's have a look. Yeah, three hours and 39 minutes. Yeah. That's that's an equivalent of a five-setter, isn't it? A sort mm. of reasonably quickish average five-setter. And given that who it is, yeah. Jack Draper, that that's what would put me off. That is a concern, and that's put me off. So my staking plan will be heavily reduced after hearing those words of wisdom from our senior handicapper there. Uh, let's move across to Auckland uh, in New Zealand where we have a tournament going on here where Cam Norrie uh, is the joint favourite alongside Ben Shelton. Uh, let's have a look at the draw. It's also through to the quarterfinal stage. Ben Shelton is into the top. He's number one seed. He's through to the quarterfinals where he plays Kabash Bainer, the Spaniard who shot uh, two shot, really. Beat Batu still good. Yeah. And he also beat often in the reaches stage. Uh, in that second quarter, we've highlighted this throughout the tournament week where we've got uh, Alexander Muller and Tara Daniel uh, looking for a place in the semifinals in quarter two. Artur Fields against Altmaier is quarter three. And Tabilo and Norrie, Cam Norrie, is quarter four. Um, the outright market, Cam Norrie and Ben Shelton share favouritism at plus 275. Quite surprised, actually, that Ben Shelton is an overwhelming favourite there, personally. I think because, obviously, Cam Norrie will have a much tougher semi-final if Fields gets through, Feast gets through. So I'm, I, think, I, I, would have, I thought Shelton would have been favourite here. Uh, Artur Feast is $3. Altmaier is 10 Tara Daniel, 12. Alexandra Muller is 12. Kabesh Mena, 14. And Tabilo, 14 to 1. Um, is Ben Shelton a bet here at plus 275? I think he's the most likely winner. Mm. So, <clears throat> excuse me. Now, I wouldn't I wouldn't put anybody off backing him. Um, whether the price is big enough is another question, I suppose. But you look at these prices. I've got them written down on the draw here. Some of these guys that have got through to the quarterfinals. 100 to 1, Kabesh Baena. 50 to 1, Muller. 50 to 1, Daniel. 80 to 1 Altmaier, 125 to 1 Tabelo. Mm. 
and then you've got Shelton, who was about five, six to one, and Norrie about five, six to one, and, and Feast, who was about eight to one. So you wouldn't have picked a lot of these players to be in these quarterfinals. I mean, whether that suggests that the conditions uh, may be slightly higher bouncing, maybe slightly s- slower, um, it, that could be the case looking at the, the names on this draw, which, which wouldn't necessarily help Ben Shelton. Maybe they're thinking that. And obviously Norrie is highly motivated here. You know, I've mentioned before he's he's made the final a couple of times and quite frankly, he's choked it a couple of times. Whether that will be the case again, whether he will have learned from those mistakes, I'm not sure. Um, tough, very tough choice. It, look, it looks it looks like it's going to be a, a Shelton versus either Fees or Norrie final, doesn't it? Yeah, that's why I think that Shelton's value here at plus 275 because Fees will play Norrie, which will probably be a 50-50 Slight favourite Norrie semi-final, and Shelton mm. should get past Kabash Bain. I mean, I can't see him troubling the the the, 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 the big serving American there. And then Muller mm. and Daniel. I mean, he's going to be an overwhelming favourite. Then if he gets to the final and he plays either Norrie or Fish, he, he's the favourite. So if you purely work it out mathematically, mm. Shelton is a bet here plus two seventy five. I, I must admit I haven't worked it out mathematically, but he's going to be what is he about one to four to beat. Carbash Bainer, something well, like that. Let's, 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 let's do this now. So basically, Carbash Bainer, um, let me find it for you. It's, it's Auckland is um, minus five minus dollars. Well, okay. So, so, so it's five on, five on. One then to five, yeah. Buller or Daniel, where he's going to be probably another what, one four to four, on? I would have thought, yeah. So he's, so he's basically one, uh, minus one, minus two dollars to make the final, one to two. Then in the final, he's a slight favorite, say four to five against either. Um, against uh, would be an even money match, yeah. Pen- Pen- so, Same as even money. If even money works out two to one, but I think it'd be a slight favourite. Where so, it, so he's he's coming in, he's coming out around about price years plus two seventy five. But it's Feast and Norrie that are wrong because Norrie will, will have a pick and match. He's three to one just to beat the semi finalist and the final. So they're saying he's a certainty to beat Tabilo, which is. He's only minus three fifteen, so I wouldn't say Norwich is certainly to beat anybody. Well, that's days. that's what the the, the odds suggest. Two seventy five is the straight double for him to win the semi final final, and just to say he's through to the uh, through to the semis. And same with Fees, Fees is minus three thirty five. I just think for, on reflection, I think I, I think Shelton's a better at plus two seventy five, and I think you can if you want to hedge, you can hedge it in the final. I can't see him not yeah. getting to the final. I wouldn't put anybody off doing that. He does look by far the most likely to get to the final from the top half, and he would be a a reasonable favourite to beat Feast, like a slight favourite to beat Feast, maybe even money against Norrie. So, yeah. Yep. Uh, there are four quarterfinals, obviously. The first match starts at 6pm Eastern time. It's Muller against Daniel. Muller is minus 108. Daniel is minus 115. Then we have 720, Ben Shelton against Kabash Bainer. Ben Shelton is minus $5. Kabash Bainer is plus 360. And then the next match at 8.40pm is Tabio against Norrie. Norrie minus 315. Tabilo plus 240. And the only one we want to talk about here is to, it's on the early hours of Thursday morning or Eastern times. So it's 12.30am. It's the night match. It's Arsenal Feast against Daniel Altmaier. Uh, Feast is minus 335. Very heavy favourite. Altmaier is plus 260. Been good form, Altmaier. Uh, if you look at the spread here, you can get Altmaier getting three and a half start. It's plus 107. Feast giving up three and a half is minus uh, 137. The total here is 21 and a half with a slight favourite for the over. Uh, the head-to-head between the two, there's one match they played and Altmaier won it uh, in Paris mm. and the Masters indoors and he won it easy, 6-2, 6-4. Uh, 
which was, was there uh, that day. The, and it was at, it, it, did you, was it down, down in the dungeon? Was it down I, in the dungeon? Uh, I think that was on the centre court. It wasn't oh. in lower dungeons one and two. No, they wouldn't yeah. bar to a feast down there. Well, I, we, I didn't watch much of the match. I th- I'm pretty sure it was on on the the, the centre court, which which is kind of a bit higher bouncing and a bit slower, so that that would f- favour Altmaier. But feast was was exhausted. I think. I think that was the issue. Yeah, I mean, I I I've saw him play somewhere, and he, I think he played in Vienna at the end of the year when he was pet poor as well. I think I saw Altmaier play in Vienna as well. I, he I was in play... he was in Hamburg. You might have seen him in. You, you give me the breakdown of the matches, and I'll tell you where I saw, I saw both of these players play because I can't remember. So give <laughs> us where's the. I definitely saw. I said definitely saw both of them in Hamburg. I remember that. That's that's for sure. One of them's on the outside court. One of them's on the centre court. Um, so yeah, I was as I said, a lot of surprises in Auckland this week, and and Outmeyer is is certainly one of them, isn't he? This is actually the only the second time in his career that he's won back to back matches on outdoor hard at main level. The other time was when he won a couple of matches against lower ranked players in Pune, I think it was a couple of years ago. He says he's feeling, and I quote, awesome at the minute. Daniel Altmeister is obviously training block in, in the winter has gone really well. Um, a much improved performance. You wouldn't expect Daniel Altmeier to be a contender to win a sort of reasonable paced outdoor hardcore tournament. He, he, would, he would have been very low down on my list. Um, but as I said, that maybe the conditions in, in some way are, are favouring him and, and the other clay quarters, Tabelo, you know, Muller, Daniel, they're all generally at their best on sort of slower surfaces. Um, so it's obviously a comfortable pace for these guys. So, but and Altmaier, you know, so far, he's held serve 87% of the time so far in Auckland, which is surprising and impressive. Not as impressive as Feast, though, who's held serve 100% of the time, but he has had two pretty easy matches. Gasquet, you know, he can't cope with that sort of power and pace these days. And, and um Borges, wasn't it? The, the second one, Feast beat him pretty. He's another one who can't cope with the ball coming at him at, at sort of reasonably hard pace. Um, and and when he when he beat when Altmaier beat the, the tired Feast in Paris, he held serve eighty nine percent of the time. So given that given that head to head, I know Feast was tired. Given Altmaier's in, apparent improvements on hard courts uh, over the recent times, I think the overs is perhaps the play here as well. I mentioned, at the, I think, at the start of the week that over 22 and a half cash is more than 50%, 53% of the time in Auckland. So all things considered, I think this will be slightly harder for Feast than the, than the layers are thinking. If you're having a bet here, I, I would go with the over 22 and a half games. It's, it's just a lean, though. Well, it's actually over 21 and a half, which is minus 127. You can play over 22 and a half and get some plus money. So... It's entirely yeah, that's why, to you. That's why I've you, gone with that, yeah. Yeah, you can go 21 and a half or 22 and a half. There has been money all day for Artur Fies here, and he's now down to minus 335. Altmaier's a, a player that uh, hasn't sort of atten- attracted the public's attention. I don't think he's got anything in him to, to cause an upset here, but we think it could be long. And I've just looked at the record, Sean, and it was both of these players. I saw both these players in Vienna, and they played on centre court. At the right venue. Remember, I wanted to go to the other yeah. venue. Or to, I got the wrong venue. That was annoying, wasn't it? The, the, the venue is miles away. So the bet that we had, we had, I think we had, I can't, we had a play. I can't remember the play we had, but we had a play, and I wanted to watch it at another the other venue. And I went there, and they, I was on centre court here. And I think it was Gojo. It was Gojo to beat Karatsev, wasn't it? We won whatever it was. I can't remember what it was. We yeah, won. he won it because Karatsev had just come from the yes. final in Tokyo. That wasn't was he? it. That was. And it. I, if I remember rightly, it was Gojo. It was was underdog plus money and he he won pretty yeah. comfortably i think and I, in, instead i was on center call and i watched medvedev play feast 
and he won 6-4-6-2. And that was the second game on centre court. And the first game on centre court was Monfils up against Altmaier. And Monfils won 6-4-6-4. So I saw both of these uh, in play in Vienna a few months ago. And both of them were shocking, to be fair. But anyway... Uh, this, this. I, I think Feast is going to win. I mean, I, I, I don't, you know, I said yesterday on the show, didn't I, about Felix. Obviously, Altmaier's just beaten Felix, hasn't he? We, yeah. I, I said yesterday that Felix got a shocking record in his first main level match of the season. He's now 1-6 win-loss Felix. Um, anyone that took my lean there on the over, I think I said over 10 and a half games in set one, didn't I? That went went to 7-6 in the end. So two good, very good wins. You know, he's beaten Felix Auger-Aliassime. Admittedly, Felix is, you know, not, not the player we're used to seeing, you know, at the moment, and and gear on as well. Those are two you you wouldn't have expected him to win either of those two matches, no. would you? On well, certainly not on a, a quick court, quick-ish court away from clay. Um, so I think Feast is he should win this, but he's very very short, plenty yeah, I short. Um, what I, what I, I, he had every shot in the book, but he seems a bit of a headbanger. He could lose the he could lose the plot at some stage. He'll yeah, give he's, up, but he, he's quite a cool dude when he comes on with the headphones. He's probably yeah. a cool dude. He's not the finished. He's only nineteen, mm. I think, isn't he? Yeah, nineteen. But far from the finished article. Yeah, he should win this match. But I think it's a bit a bit much to be asking him to win it at like one to four or whatever he is. Yeah, very very short price. Uh, very heavy favourites in action across uh, all the matches in Auckland, and I'm sure that the the parlay on the four favourites will be very popular. But it's not for us. Um, we were unlucky yesterday. We, 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 we lost on our official pick yesterday, but if you followed the lean yesterday, you would have had a really good day cashing some tickets. So there's a little bit of snippets of information here. We had, we, don't, we give you leans as well as official plays. The official plays are always recorded in the figures, but the leans obviously aren't. So it was a good day for the lean yesterday, a bad day for our official pick. Uh, remember, there's a load of content and the action is really hotting up. The tennis action hots up. The draw for the Australian Open is in the early hours of Friday morning UK time, so late Eastern time on Thursday evening. Um, we hopefully will be have an outright show on Friday if the guys at Bet Rivers have the prices available. We have an outright men's outright show. Rory will also give us a rent a women's outright show where we hi highlight the best value on the tournament winner market. And on Saturday or Sunday over the weekend, we'll give you the best bets on the first round of the Australian Open. So the first major of 2024 is just a few days away now and this is the place to follow all the action at the australian Open. you have to follow us on our socials at because we win on twitter and on instagram lots of content going on the instagram page now and make sure you get across all of that you can subscribe to our youtube channel the betting weekly studios please subscribe now I keep highlighting that i want you to subscribe i want you to be involved i want you the viewer to give us your picks, give us your information. Uh, just have, talk tennis with us. Every comment is responded to. Really get involved in the action there. And uh, finally, you can download the podcast, uh, Betting Weekly Game Bet Match, on your preferred podcast provider. It's available on all of those as well. And remember, if you do place a bet with Bet Rivers, you can bet and watch uh, all your action uh, on the live stream. Any bet you have on the tennis, on the men's tour, and the women's tour will be uh, screened and streamed for you live uh, so you can watch it from the comfort of your own home. Uh, Sean, I'm going to leave you at the comfort of your own home now. Um, hopefully you. you have no more problems with the fridge over the next couple of days. Hopefully you recover from your food poisoning and hopefully our leans and our picks cash so I can see a very happy smiling Sean Calvert as we head into the first major of 2024. <laughs>